0: Nor in team chemistry, because, well, we don't have any. This is the Getting Blank Podcast.
1: Hey,
0: what's going on? Welcome to a special edition of the Getting Blank Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January the 8th. My name is Drew Fairservice. I am joined by Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. It, oh, is, yeah. uh, it is a holiday of sorts. Let's, let's smash it. It's a holiday. It works on on two levels. Today, January 8th, is the day of the Hall of Fame induction announcement. All the ballots, I believe, were due on the first. They were due on the, uh, the last day of, the, of 2013. Today was the day they announced the honorees. Uh, it's, a, it's a holiday because we get to celebrate the great careers of three terrific, very deserving baseball players. And it's also now the farthest time until the next Hall of Fame announcement. Oh, thank God! It just yeah. you know, it's it's beautiful on both sides. So we're going to do a real quick chat and talk about the three men who went in: Craig Maddox, Tom Glavin, and Frank Thomas. And we'll talk a little bit about the uh, those who did not garner enough votes and attention to. Earn their way. And
1: that's... Attention really is what it's all about today, isn't it?
0: Attention is what it's all about for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the topic of today's Quickie Reaction. Getting Blank Podcast. The Hall of Fame. Greg Maddox Day. Here, uh, coming up next. It's the Getting Blank Podcast. Never once in the best shape of their lives. Okay, so look, before we get into the outrage, before we get into the scorn, before mm-hmm. we get into the finger-pointing and, and name-calling... Greg Maddox, ninety-seven point two percent of the vote.
1: Very impressive. I oh. don't know why anyone would not. Well, I've heard some of the rationales, Ken Gurnick. but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, obviously Hall of Famer had an incredible career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what can you say about Greg Maddox? The way the way that he transitioned into the you know the guy who just couldn't overpower anyone, especially at the end of his career. Um, I believe he's like a Picasso on the on the mound.
0: Oh God, uh, <laughs> you said it. You, you said a very important thing. You said the word transitioned, because as every year, Greg Maddox is now, obviously this was his first year of eligibility, he was elected uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, five years after he retired, every year from now on, we'll remove one mile an hour from Greg Maddox's average fastball, <laughs> to the point where basically he will have been a super intelligent cyborg being who threw 55 miles an hour, basically, who got by on guile and guts and brains alone, which is not even close to true, <laughs> yeah. I really think that that this line of like, Greg it comes back to sports writers, like everything. They like him because he looks like them. Yeah. And it does it does him a great disservice that he was and he there was a great piece in the Washington Post today uh, written by Thomas Boswell yesterday that had some just some really nice Maddox anecdotes about how hard he worked underlined to
1: well that doesn't sound like sports writers at all
0: <laughs> <laughs> to make sure his his uh, mechanics his pitching his wind up and everything were the same all the time no matter what he was throwing he worked hard to develop to ensure the same release point and he was also incredibly healthy he threw what did Dave uh, Dave Cameron said today he threw 197 innings or more like 17 years in a row or something obnoxious (laughs) like that and there were two strike years in there where they didn't start the season on time or they didn't finish the season before still got to 200 innings in those years that is a physical achievement Bar none. So you want to talk about how smart he was? No, he was awesome. Yeah. Through all those strikes, he he, he took great effort to, and great pains to learn how to keep the ball in the ballpark. He also pitched in the National League his whole career, not an accident. But a true inner circle Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Inner Circle Hall of Famer. Well,
1: he, obviously, because you know certain guys, the, the, the writers have created a second tier kind of a, a system, which nobody yeah. acknowledges, you know, if you're a first ballot guy, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously mm-hmm. nobody any qualms with, uh, with Greg Maddox, save for the rare breed of special person, the Ken Kernicks and the blank balloteers and everything.
0: The blank balloteers and the, the heroes among us who ensure <laughs> that uh, it is not... A, hom- a homogenous world in which we live. There are colors. There are shades of gray. Tom Glavin goes in ninety-one point nine percent of the votes. He is a uh, very good pitcher. He pitched for a long time. He was very durable as well. Pitched on a lot of good teams. His numbers are not close to Greg Maddox's because nobody's are. Uh, don't I didn't have Greg Maddox on or, or Tom Glavin on my pretend ballot, but I don't begrudge yeah, well, anyone who'd ever vote for him.
1: I, I think that's the thing, and that's the thing that gets you know. All the time this time of year when people start debating these things. Uh, you know people mvp stuff same same mm-hmm. idea where it's like oh you're running down this guy because you don't think he was as great as this other great guy but you mm-hmm. wrote an excellent piece about uh, mike Messina, comparing him and and glavin uh, i'm sure people have seen you tweeted it out uh, i did myself as well a couple times Thank and you uh, at, oh you know it's it's interesting and it's it's especially weird because you know Messina uh, 20% of the vote or 20.3 mm-hmm. and glavin skates in on the first ballot and you know you make a, a great case that you know even if you, even if someone didn't agree with you that that Messina was better than Glavin or a better can not no you know a better candidate for the whole thing to say an equally worthy candidate yeah I, the disparity between the the percentages is kind of strange
0: mm-hmm. uh Glavin pitched for the Braves for a million years pitched for the for the Mets mm-hmm. a lot of time in the postseason, had some very good postseason starts uh he was terrific the year that the Braves did conspire to win the World Series <laughs> in 1995 <laughs> Uh, and again, a guy who's really durable, huge inning totals, I think, which is easy for me, someone like me, I get caught up on you know rates, you look at Mike Messina's, you know, all his rate stats, uh, innings are a huge, 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 huge thing, Tom Glavin had him in spades, yeah. uh, he also had the 300 wins, whatever you want to talk about, Messina did not, but Tom Glavin, great pitcher, outstanding, and the writers all love him too, which doesn't
1: hurt. Drafted by the LA Kings as well.
0: Yeah, he was, skated with the Bruins, I remember, at some practice facility in the mall, hockey player they love him <laughs> and the final uh, not a hockey player Frank Thomas football player played football at Auburn uh national champions no they lost at the last minute to Florida State the other day
1: oh
0: Frank Thomas was a total and complete stud 83.7% of the vote i think he's amazing and i i am my threshold for first baseman in the hall of fame is really high Frank Thomas soars above it with without
1: any hesitation complete stud unless unless crushing bud lights in the the clubhouse afterwards in which case they might have got to him a little quickly. <laughs> might have heard stories. I don't know. Uh, they, he has his own <laughs> brand of beer, Big Herd Beer. Well, I I, I I don't know if he's a heavy drinker because apparently a bit of a lightweight. Really? That's my that's that's my half misremembering of a of a small anecdote from our friend our friend Chief. Oh, really? Uh, something about that. I think he was just like, oh, him and Troy Gloss. Those, you know, you think those guys are huge? They're drinking Bud Lights, and then they have, you know. I have a few, and it's like you could tell it's hitting them. It's like, what the hell? It's, oh, Their it's bodies like maybe are well these, oiled Maybe these machines. are like, yeah, actual, you know, not just, uh, you know, half alcohol.
0: Three guys go in. Mm-hmm. Three very, very deserving players. Frank Thomas is great. His career numbers are bananas. Did he win back to back MVPs? He won MVP in 95. You're asking me? No. He was really good. There's no, there's no doubting it. Right. Anyone, anyone
1: who heard the damn quiz knows I'm not going to be able to get any answers like from that. like
0: 20 years ago as uh, well. But uh, still he, hurts. The big hurt. Mm-hmm. He hurt a lot of pitchers. See what you did. He was great. 500 home runs, which he hit as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. 500th home run.
1: <laughs> yes, very memorable for everybody.
0: Very memorable. No. He had one. He ended up being pretty good that one year in Toronto, and then the Jays cut him to cut to avoid paying him. To avoid activating an option on the yeah. third year of his oh,
1: contract. Well, that was fun. Where he was there he was their best hitter, but uh, don't want to don't want to pay him that eight million dollars next year.
0: Yeah, which uh, wasn't probably wasn't the worst decision they ever made.
1: No, it was still a little dispiriting at the time. Well, that's what happens when you
0: cheer for the Blue Jays. Uh, yes, uh, but we're talking about so those three guys are in and. It seemed uh, Baseball Think Factory and some other people, Leo Kitty and a guy actually at weird underscore meet. He had a really cool spreadsheet that showed all the votes and what guys needed to get in leading up to today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Thomas was tracking as, a, as someone who was in the entire way. Craig Biggio missed out. Barely. By two votes. Yeah, 75% of the vote required for enshrinement. He got 74.8%. Uh, there was an empty ballot. Doesn't help. Mm-hmm. There was the... Guy that voted for only Jack Morris doesn't help. <laughs> I, I like that you don't say his name because I, I I can't remember his name.
1: It was Ken Gurnick.
0: He's gone. But not I, now vote I anymore. now I just said it. But, yeah, that's the third time you said it too.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, in my mind, I just think every time somebody says his name, he's just a uh, he's just he's, sitting at home. He's Beetlejuice. He's got <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say what equipment he's got with him. But, <laughs> but so, I, I think I think that was largely what he was up to there. So Biggio doesn't go in. Uh, Mike Piazza, 62% of the
0: vote on his second year on the ballot. Jack Morris, 61.5% of the vote in his 15th and final season Mm -hmm. on the ballot. So he is no longer eligible to be voted in the traditional way. He'll be eligible for the Veterans Committee in 2017. And we'll waltz in. He will stroll right on through. (laughs) They don't care. He'll get in before guys who are deserving and like the Mucinas and the Shillings and Clemens and Barry Bonds, by mm-hmm. all rights, uh, he'll get in before those guys. Even though he spent 15 years on the ballot, mm-hmm. even though his his voting bottomed out, I would say, a good 10 years ago, where he they, he was in danger of falling off the ballot.
1: Yeah, it was it's a, it was a weird story, the whole Jack Morris thing. It's 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 interesting. I was saying to somebody on Twitter today, you know, it's almost. It almost increases his standing as a as a person of note in the game. Just the way that his candidacy in the Black Eleven thing sort of mm-hmm. became so central to the divide between you know the the old you know the old media types and these mm-hmm. new seam head people, uh, which is a bit of a glib way to look at it, uh, but but it, it didn't mean he pitched any better, <laughs> better. Yeah, but no. I, but i you know at the at the in the end i sort of came around to like i i was i would have been fine if he got in i don't really care at this point anymore mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm sick of having to you know having done this over and over and over again and there was some i thought ray Ratto's ballot was interesting i don't know if i would have i wouldn't have submitted the same ballot but mm-hmm. i thought he had some interesting uh observations about the players that he picked and just the whole process and what a small part of this gigantic you know uh, body of people that are are making these votes for all kinds of strange reasons you know we're looking at we're looking at the ballots right now mm-hmm. like the the results and and you know the j t snows and the armando Benitez is getting votes and Gagne. You know, uh, yeah i mean and that happens every year and it's just such a i don't know you can't really pigeonhole it as the the results of this show what a certain you know segment of of these people think it's, uh, it, there's just so much more complexity mm-hmm. to it. Uh, you know, I'm sure Jack Morris is getting held back because of some of the old guys who he was a complete dickhead to uh, during the 70s and 80s and early 90s. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and that kind of colors that as well. There's no real uh, broad brush that you can paint any of this stuff with. Uh, but he was big in his era and he was maybe it was flawed mm-hmm. why people thought he was so great. Um, but I had kind of come to terms with the fact that he might get in.
0: He, like, like Tom Glavin... It was a guy who pitched a million innings and he deserves credit for that. Absolutely. So much of the mythology around him is garbage. The pitching of the score has been debunked. Yep. The you know, the ability to to just pitch better than the other guy has been debunked. Like it's just he just pitched a lot of innings. You can't take that away <laughs> from him. You don't need to dress it up anymore. Yeah. He threw so many more innings than so than almost every other player of his era. You want to draw lines and say he was the winningest pitcher at this time or that time? It doesn't matter. He had a great career. I don't think he was a Hall of Famer, but his career Second to none. He has he has mm-hmm. sh- should make no apologies, and the people who honestly who voted for him don't really need to apologize for it either. It's not a, an affront to the game of baseball, except the fact that the way the message is delivered, it ends up being yeah more about the voter, and it's more about exactly. it's an appeal to authority. In the I was there, I saw that Jack Morris was great. You don't believe me, you don't know.
1: Yeah, and and I'm not going to acknowledge that. Maybe what I saw wasn't what I was really seeing. You know, maybe my perceptions were warped by something. And maybe some of these mm-hmm. new ways of thinking and looking at the game that, you're, that you've are that you been trumpeting and beating me to a pulp with, mm-hmm. you know, on the internet for the last 15 years. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I'd, I'm not going to look at those because screw you. Uh, and, you know, I... I don't know, but I think what also kind of makes it worse is where you know he makes his own case for himself with the debunked stuff too, and a lot sort his you know his supporters, and that sort of helped create this really uh, you know all the invective and all the the, the both sides of it is really I full know. of vitriol. And you know, but I, you see a quote where he's like, "Well, the twins they didn't they didn't pay me to have a low ARA. They played they paid me to win games." And it's like, well, you, Come on, like, <laughs> or the like big really? Game, so did you thing? did you hit all those? Like, did you provide all the offense for your team? You don't mm-hmm. really. You play baseball and follow. You know, are in the game for your whole life, and you don't really understand this, or are you just being stubborn and self serving? Like, that, that drives people nuts too.
0: Doesn't matter. Three more years. No more talk of Jack Morris, yeah. uh, for better or for worse. There are still so many deserving candidates. On the ballot, it uh, looks like Biggio will, will almost for sure get in next year. Yeah.
1: That, I mean, and, and to, just to speak to oh, the sure. BGO thing, just quickly, because, you know, I I was sort of snarked about, oh, you know, people kind of got outraged a bit about the people who didn't leave or who left him off the ballot. Uh, it would be nice if he'd been cleared off, you know, clear the decks by one more name so that he mm-hmm. could just sort of get rid of this ridiculous logjam that's just going to keep being an issue for year to year because of the 10-person max.
0: The 10-person maximum killed a few people. I know Keith Law was
1: looking for... Voters
0: who left Biggio off because mm-hmm. of the ten-person rule, uh, Biggio was a great player. I don't really care. He was. He's not, he's not my <laughs> right. favorite. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, I wrote a uh, few months ago my pretend ballot and I had Greg Maddox, Frank Thomas, Mike Piazza, uh, Tim Raines, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, and Kurt Schilling, and Mike Messina, I think, and, nope. and maybe Trammel.
1: No room for Lee Smith on there.
0: No room for Lee Smith because <laughs> he was a relief pitcher. I, I don't know. There's still so many uh, great names. Next year, you get Sheffield. You get Randy Johnson, who is auto boom. Send him in. Pedro too, and Pedro, which are two you know slam dunk. They're they're hall of famers. Yeah, they're not. I don't think either of those guys are as good. Uh, can match up to Greg Maddox. Nope. But Pedro is like Sandy Koufax. <laughs>
1: They can match up to Glavin, I think. I mean, maybe. Maybe, there's an interesting case, maybe, with terms of the innings and the durability of Pedro and Glavin. But yeah, there's though. You're right. Slam, gun, slam dunk. guys. To, sure. You could,
0: if if Pedro Marti- Martinez retired in 2002, <laughs> he would still be <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and Randy Johnson, ridiculous, insane. Like almost overshadowed in a way by by uh, by Pedro in that they pitched at the same time, and Johnson just put up some bananas. Crazy years. Oh, it's nuts! Looking at that yeah. one year that it was the 2004 Diamondbacks. The team was so bad, and he was <laughs> unbelievable. He's got everything you want. What is four thousand strikeouts for 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 Randy Johnson? Something stupid like that. He pitched to lose forty. In no He's doubt. in no doubt. Sheffield probably not. Yeah,
1: not definitely. not right away. I, anyway. No, I doubt that.
0: Because you're getting so many of these same kind of guys. Uh, falling off the ballot, of course, all the kind of chaff at the bottom. You know, Sean Casey, thanks a lot. You're the mayor. Jock Jones, you have no business been on this list. <laughs> Eric Gagne was amazing for a couple of years. Luis Gonzalez, okay. Hideo Nomo, uh, only six people voted for him. You want to throw him on, on that? Good. He was a trailblazer in a way, and he was good. Uh, Moises Alou's numbers are crazy. Rafael Palmero, I'm sorry you're a first baseman. You have to be really, really, really good for me. <laughs> Sammy Sosa, is. Uh, he has a gigantic, enormous taint. Uh, so, Palmero and everyone else <laughs> below, off.
1: They're not voting for him for, because of the space between his ass and his balls? Is but, that
0: the problem? <laughs> huge, swollen, <in>, perineum, <laughs> Unbelievable. It's
1: insane, this guy's taint.
0: So, Sosa might go off next year. Don Mattingly's last year, next year. He's off. Larry Walker, not going to get in, unfortunately. Great player. <laughs> not
1: until not until it's entirely populated by Canadians, apparently. Oh, uh, Fred
0: McGriff. McGuire. Again, these are great, great players. But... Yeah. You gotta put Clemens and Bonds in. God damn it. They've got pe- there were four votes. People four people voted for Clemens and not Bonds. Or four or more people voted for Clemens than Bonds, which I don't get. Doesn't matter. It's over. It's over for now. Mm-hmm. Uh again, humongous congratulations to Greg Maddox and to Tom Glavin and to Frank Thomas. Uh I was making a bit of a case, but not I don't know, troll case. If someone wanted to go full <laughs> full on small hall, like only the very best, I would probably still put I would go Maddox, Thomas, Clemens, Bonds, Piazza. I'd put five names on there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And two of them are in now. So we can whine and we can complain that Biggio didn't get in and that Piazza didn't get in and whoever else. But you can't tell the story of baseball without Greg Maddox. And now that's in the books. So congratulations to him, first and foremost, and the other guys. So that's it. Congratulations. And thanks to the voters who made such a debacle. (laughs) Yeah, Dan Levitard for selling his vote to to Deadspin like a boss. Yeah, that's not just sanctimonious.
1: That's what. That's that's garbage.
0: There's a whole lot of dummies.
1: Oh my god,
0: so many dummies.
1: Uh, uh, well, I, I, I sorry to sort keep going no. a little bit, but just a uh, Dan Samborsky, uh retweeted uh, someone said, "Just look, just check check out the the writers, like the actual Hall of Fame voter, the BBWA." Uh, writer's reaction to Levitard, and compared to what Ken Gernick did with the only Jack Morris on the ballot,
0: and the people that ran ran to his defense, professing his intelligence. With yeah. well, unprompted, he's one of the smartest writers I know. Yeah. Well, he did a dumb thing. It's okay. You don't have to run to defend him. He made that choice. He's a mm. big boy. If he wants to defend it, he can. If he doesn't, well, then he gets what he deserves. Just like the <laughs> if you put in a if you're yeah. put in a blank ballot, oh boy. Why just, just don't? Just,
1: just don't vote, yeah.
0: Put it on the dartboard, whatever you want to do. If you hate baseball so much, like you Ken Gernick, hate you obviously hate <laughs> the game you cover because you swore you're never going to vote for a single member of the steroid era, which begins and ends at your convenience.
1: Mm-hmm. Quit.
0: You cover the Dodgers every day. Go, go work for Variety magazine. Go write about TV. Go write about the NBA. Go write about hockey. I'm sure they need hockey writers in Southern California. Just go. He said, I have to turn in my ballot because I wasn't going to vote for Mariana Rivera in five years. Just walk away, homeboy. Yeah. Just shut her down. Please do. For the betterment of us all.
1: Or, you know what? Who cares? Just keep keep doing your little mockery thing. Hey, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's free page views. free
0: content man. in January when there is
1: literally nothing else that going is, on. That is such a huge part of, you know, if this was just quietly done or if this was done with some, what, some other things were happening, mm-hmm. it wouldn't become the the circus that it is. Hoopla. It's hard. So I, much tried hoopla. To, I tried to ignore it this year, and here I am.
0: Here you are, talking about it. That's it, though. We're done. That's enough. Congratulations, Greg Maddux, Tom Glebbin, Frank Thomas, Baseball Hall of Fame members now and forever uh, for Mr. Andrew Stoughton John Noon computer wizard that he is yes mm. <laughs> my name is Drew Fairservice thanks for listening to the Getting Blank Podcast
1: can ruin Brother,
0: can't get enough baseball? check out thescore.com slash blanked. like us on Facebook or Twitter really we're social even if we don't really look like it you are not-